game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Houston Hopkins was in on the four check, but it does come free. And the puck to the blue line kept in by McDavid. He'll go through the middle. What a move to Hyman. Scores! Hat-trick goal for Zach Hyman. It's 6-1 Edmonton. Second hat-trick of the season for Zach Hyman, leading the Oilers to a 6-1 route of the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers have won five straight. Their record now 10-12-1 on the season. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99 for Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, when you get the game-winning goal 41 seconds into the game, <laughs> which is when Matthias Ekholm made it 2-0, probably a good night well especially when the other team scored a goal so that was your second goal right in the first 41 seconds uh there, there's always a worry when a team has a long break how they're going to respond uh they responded well uh they the oilers sent out their third line to start the game the third line got excited about that obviously made uh, a couple very subtle nice plays and ended up with a puck in the back of the net now all of a sudden Connor mcdavid's line comes out and he's already got a one nothing lead and they get a play an offensive faceoff and a set play and what we've seen with the edmonton oilers when they win the faceoff on their set plays they create great a scoring chances and ekholm uh, puts the puck in the back of the net and all of a sudden it's two nothing and the carolina hurricanes at that point are okay what's going on here and it just snowballed from there. It was a it was a very very good complete game by the Edmonton Oilers, top to bottom. And this is one where they needed their goalie. I mean, there was what 39 shots for Carolina tonight. Skinner made 38 saves. So from top to bottom, I think this is one of the games where you can go in the dressing room and everyone feels that they contributed in this hockey game. And again, it's just baby steps forward as they they make their march back to a, a playoff hockey club. But you got to like what they've done now. Five in a row, eight of their last 11. This is a team that's playing as we expected them to play. It just took them a month to get going. Yeah, you said a rough, solid game all around. Good energy early. Carolina sleepy early. Yep. And, and you gotta, but you got to make a team pay. I mean, there's two mm-hmm. teams out there. They, they made a pay. I mean, two, like you said, 2-0, 41 seconds into the game. 3-0, 5-46 into the game. 4-0, 14-03 into the game. What a weird stat. The game in Carolina on November 22nd. The Canes led 4-0 after 1448. 4-0 Oilers tonight after 1403. But just uh, you know, six goals. And as we touched on after the second period, this wasn't just both the McDavid and Dreisaitl show or or four for seven on the power play. I mean, it, it was like literally everybody doing something positive at some point. Well, it was six even strength goals. Uh, the Oilers' second line, who on most teams would be their first line, their Oilers' second line, Dreisaitl, Brown, and Kane was minus one in this hockey game. So uh, if you have uh, the, your, your second line with Leon with no points and you have your power play with no goals, you're hard-pressed to say, yeah, this is going to be a six-goal night for the Oilers. But top to bottom, I thought the Oilers' fourth line gave them good minutes with Hamlin uh, and Gagne and Ryan. Uh, there's a couple penalty kills that the Oilers had to have. And again, their penalty killing continues to look really, really good. Uh, 
Yanmark playing with Fogel and McLeod, they just look so comfortable together. And they look, they, they've got a defensive awareness that now you're not worried about putting them out face off in their own zone, playing against the other team's top players. So things are starting to, to fall into place for the Edmonton Oilers right now, the way they're playing. But you can have the best plans. You, you need the work ethic and the execution. I think that's what the Oilers are getting right now. The plan is good, but they're also executing it very, very well. Yeah, 6-1, the Oilers beat the Hurricanes. So Hyman gets the hat trick. McDavid had three assists. Yanmark had three assists. Fogel has a goal and an assist. And, uh, you know, Ekholm chipped in a uh, goal. Like you said, McLeod also scored. So all that's up to the uh, Nugent Hopkins, an assist, but he's also plus four. Yep, that's so, a good a night. Lot, you, as a, a player, you like that. Stats. You yeah. like the positives. So. A lot, lot of positive stats. Uh, and they were even trying to get Hyman the fourth one. <laughs> you could tell well, it, that it, power no, play. But it's period. funny, though, is earlier in the season when things aren't going well for the team, the Vancouver Canucks put their power play on late in the hockey game they had in control. And everyone was up in arms. Well, the Oilers tonight are up 6-1, and their first power play unit yeah. was on the ice with four minutes to go in the game. And uh, I said at that time, I have no problem with you putting your best unit on, as I don't with the Oilers. Don't take penalties yep. if you don't want to. But it also shows that sometimes when things aren't going right, you're trying to find uh, things to complain about. Uh, but the Oilers tonight, yeah, they were trying to find him in his fourth goal, and he almost had it. Yeah, I think I think it was Bouchard that hit him right tip, beside yeah. the, and it was a tough tip, not easy to put in the net, but Hyman almost did. Uh, Hyman, I mean, what a season he's having. In a year that it, where the Oilers are in the standings, you throw that out, you look at Hyman, you go, oh, what a year, this guy's on pace for 40, might get 50 on the year, uh, and the way he scores them. He scored them three different ways tonight. One was an individual effort, one was opening up for a one-time or something that we didn't see enough years ago here in Edmonton, but now we've got guys that are capable of doing it. And the last one was just reading uh, the the miraculousness of Connor McDavid by putting yourself in a position with the stick on the ice, knowing that that puck's probably going to come over after he turned uh, Burns inside. I felt bad for Burns on that goal. That was that goal is on the Ford that didn't get the puck out, right. and he put his defenseman in an absolutely horrific position because now they're standing still with the world's fastest player coming at him with full speed. Connor McDavid was he wasn't shooting that at all. That was going backdoor to Hyman, who made no mistake. So great game for Zach Hyman. It's a 53 goal pace for Hyman, who's the first star tonight. Matthias Janmark, the second star. Fogel picked as the third star. Rob and I will give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier premier modular home retailer. Few few candidates tonight. I mean, McDavid did have three assists, didn't get a star. I'm I'm going with Stuart Skinner. Uh, you have 38 saves. Uh, I mean, the game was never in doubt, but when the Oilers went up 2-0, Caroline had two shifts in a row where they were trying to push, and Skinner was good. And in those two shifts, he didn't allow Caroline to pull within one. The Oilers were able to extend it, so uh, I, I just like the way Stuart Skinner's demeanor is. I tell you, when a goaltender looks that calm in net, it makes it very easy to play in front of him. Well, and, and Knobloch has talked about, and we've heard other coaches you know, around hockey over the years too, but Knobloch has, has stressed it here. Of course, you need your goalie to make saves, sometimes be athletic, acrobatic, make great saves, but there's also a way to be predictable, and he's mm-hmm. talked about the Oilers defending in a mo- more predictable way, and then the goalie knows, okay, there's there's nothing backdoor, you know, it, it, or I know this shot's going to come in this direction, and, and I thought Skinner, yes, did make some good saves, but the Oilers... 
are so much more controlled defensively. And in the, I mean, the, the, the goal they did give up tonight, they, they needed to get the puck deep. There was, yep. there, like Nurse was pinching, which is one thing, but then he dropped it back instead of firing it behind the net. And that led to the goal. They were doing that eight, nine, ten <laughs> times a game. So Skinner was good, and they're much more responsible defensively, much more thorough in their own end. Oh, 100%. Uh, Carolina had 39 shots. Most of them were B-level shots, uh, perimeter shots. There were no second shots. There were no... You didn't see long stretches where they, there was a fight in the blue paint. The others did a very good job of clearing the blue paint, and Skinner did a very good job of controlling his rebounds. But I, it, it's a way a goalie plays as well. There'll be times where the opposition goalie, he might have 14 saves, but okay, that, he bobbled it. Okay, they're just hitting him right now. And you're a little fearful on on the bench because you're like, okay, you know, I mean, our guy's, all, he's stopping him right now, but how long is this going to happen? Tonight, when I when you watch Skinner, was in control the whole time. It's one of those ones where if you took off his helmet, you're wondering if he's even sweating because he was that in control. That is what players want to see in their net. 6-1 Oilers. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch. What you saw from him. Um, a couple things I was thinking about was one, um, they were outstanding in practice. They really worked hard and they, they looked really good. So that obviously allows me to give them confidence to start. Uh, there's also a matchup thing that we wanted them to play against Stahl. Um, as the game goes on, we always kind of get away from matchups. But if we can get it when we want to, then we can. And But I think they earned my trust and just the way they've been playing and certainly how they... Um, what they didn't practice the week before. It seemed your group was playing in a way to just leave nothing to chance. Did you kind of sense that from them too? There was a lot of talk about this break and whether it was going to be good or bad or too long. They they just seemed to grab this thing right away. Um, it, I, I liked how we played in the first period and throughout the game, but um, you think about leaving things to chance, and I thought uh, um, our defensive zone where they had a lot of pucks thrown to the uh, blue paint or to the crease and, you know, it has to get through a defenseman. And I just liked that we had layers. And one is our forwards helping out in those situations. Um, you know, our forecheck, our defense pinching when they should be, but our forwards not just anticipating our defenseman's going to keep that puck in. They're helping them out and they're covering for them. And that's the way we want to play all the time, just playing the right way thinking the defensive side of it and obviously if we um, check well we'll get the puck more we'll be able to make more uh, plays offensively yeah less risk less risk in your game that doesn't seem like people are taking as many chances maybe as we saw well I, I think there was especially in the second period and that's going to happen you get up a lot of goals and you start cheating the game a little bit um you know, I think we've been really good at not turning the puck over at the blue line on the attack. Uh, tonight, I think we had more than we have in many previous games. Um, but uh, it happens. It's human nature. Um, and uh, other than that one little aspect, I thought the rest of our game, we didn't have any cheating. We played really well. So you've got a team that, you know, you've got them going here in the right direction. They're starting to really play a brand of hockey, I think, that you would probably like. Uh, do you now switch your focus from, you know, you spent your time here getting this team off the ropes. Uh, now it's, do you switch any kind of focus in your coaching to somehow keep it going? No, our focus was to break it down in eight-game eight, eight segments. Um, we didn't want to look long-term because there's so many unknowns, uncontrollables. 
And we just want to control what we can. We can't think about game 82. We have to think about what's coming up next or even a short term. And we started the game um, or um, we started the series, our eight game segment in Washington. And we just broke it down and we talked to the team about what we need to do to make playoffs. And, you know, 95 points is kind of that mark. And we figured if we won so many games in these eight game segments, we're going to be really close. Um, so we just focus on breaking the season into those little chunks or segments, and we'll see what happens from there. Hey, Chris, so why did you decide to move Matthias Janmark with, with Vogel and McLeod, and what have you come to appreciate about his game in the short time you've had to coach him? Well, we started with, when I got here, I've heard a lot of good things about Matthias and how good of a hockey player he is and how smart, and um, Yanni has shown you that. Um, Early on, coming back from injury, you know, he was kind of on that fourth line mostly. Um, we had some injuries or, you know, Hyman being sick, we bumped him up in the lineup. I just think he's a really smart hockey player. Takes care of the puck, does those little things, blocks shots. You know, Fogel's uh, benefited from a great block from um, Yanni. And, um, you know, and the other thing we were thinking about was, you know, I looked through uh, Fogel's uh, points in the past two years and seen how he scores his goals. And a couple things came to mind of like how he um, generated his offense. But one thing that showed up a lot was him on his off wing. And, um, you know, we wanted to put Fogel on the off wing. Well, we needed somebody to go on there. So there was a, a lot of factors in that decision. So one, Fogel moving to right wing and also the trust and type of player Yanni is that we were going to give that a line a try. I wonder about uh, Zach Hyman and if you if there's more offense in his game that you ever than you thought coming into this job. I know the point totals have been there, but he seems to have taken another step forward this year. Yeah, no, you see some players around the league who just continue to score and get better um, as they get older, which isn't typical. Um, you look at. You know, Pavelski's been able to maintain a very high-level scoring. Um, and, you know, seeing the the Rangers quite a bit, uh, being familiar with them. Like you see, Chris Kreider become a better goal scorer as he got older. Um, you know, maybe that's with Zach. His his uh, calling, like he's he's plays the right way. He doesn't take shortcuts. Um, a lot of credit should be given to his line mates and the players that he's playing with um, to help him out in that area. But he's finding ways to score goals, and it's nice to see because he's not not taking shortcuts on the defensive side to score those goals. Can you talk about Paul Coffey mentioned he really wants a defenseman to make plays, and the sequence on Hyman's first goal by Evan Bouchard on multiple occasions, just holding onto the puck, you know, dancing through Carolina guys at times, and just looking very poised. Can you talk about just your overall group of defenders and the plays they're making with the puck in all three zones? Yeah, we want to give our guys confidence with the puck. And, you know, you guys have been watching practices and we've done a lot of um, small area games. And that's that encourages players to make plays because they're confronted. And there's obviously the risk-reward in a small area game is, um, you know, you can score a goal and if you turn it over, you're probably getting a new puck. So, um, you know, for our guys, we want them confidence, making plays, having the confidence to do that. But 
being smart about it and not being careless, not being reckless. And what we've seen from our defensemen right now, they've been joining the play and making plays. And I think that starts with, you know, having good awareness, but using their legs to um, join the rush. Um, using their legs to get open, finding an open ice, so they're good support for our uh, forwards. You know, so there's a lot of things that are um, that are helping them with that aspect, and we're, we're continue to uh, encourage that. Chris, you were in the NHL before. You coached a long time in the American League. You see that you know the importance for development for young players. Um, the conversation. I don't know if you and Ken have about a guy like Philip Broberg and just the need to play. And you know, if it's not going to be here because your D's playing well, the, the need to get him some ice time in the American League. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, we talked about this earlier where it's, um, yes, first of all, Ken and I, we do have those conversations and it's not um, a fine line of, or uh, black and white where the coach is thinking about winning and the management's thinking about development. We obviously consider both those aspects. And we've been very fortunate not to have any injuries. We've got six defensemen that are playing really well. It's just very unfortunate for uh, Broby not to have the opportunity. Um, if we had an injury and we needed to use him, I have no doubt that he would fill the role and play very well. It's just unfortunate in circumstance he doesn't have that opportunity. So it's not good for him. It's not good for the organization for him to just sit here and have our be a, a part of our 20 or 40 minute practices, whatever we're fortunate to have. Um, he needs to play, so when we do need somebody, he can build his game and be ready to contribute. And uh, do you have an update on Dylan Holloway? Um, he's questionable um, another week, maybe a little bit more. We're looking at the Christmas break that um, possibly he gets back before then, and if not, I would think definitely after. But, yeah, we're, hope we're hopeful that uh, it's before the Christmas break. That is Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Need one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers have beaten the Hurricanes 6-1. Hyman a hat trick. Oilers have won five straight. Right off the top there, he talked about starting McLeod's mm -hmm. line because they had good practices. Well, good practices, and it was a he, they wanted to match up against... Uh, the stall line. So if stall line doesn't start, if it's the Ajo line, you probably don't see them. But he had trust in him. That was the biggest thing that I heard is what I, I have trust in. They earned my trust. And as a player, that's all you ever want to hear your coach say, that he trusts you. Because if he trusts you, that means he'll put you out in any situation. And that line earned the trust in practices by the way they worked. And they certainly... Um, will have a little bit longer leash now after the way they played tonight because they were excellent in this hockey game. When you can spot your best players a one nothing lead before they get out on the ice, that's a good thing for your team. So yeah, they, they played well in practice and it goes to show you that coaches are paying attention. Don't, especially on this team, the expectations are high. And when your, your star players work as hard as they do in practice, everybody better follow and obviously they did. Fogel assists on that first goal, gets behind the net, gets the puck, centers it to McLeod, scores on a breakaway. 
early in the second period. I, I was kind of surprised. I know Bob referenced it. Fogel hadn't scored in 16 games since October 24th, which seemed odd to me because he has been around the puck and around the net a lot this year. I bet you he's had seven breakaways since his last goal. Uh, he always seems to go with the same move. He tries to come down, he goes to his backhand. Uh, that hadn't been successful in a while. Today he stayed on his forehand and just willed the puck through the goal. He didn't get it up over the pad like he probably could have or should have, but he just willed it through uh, to me with the play that he made at the defensive blue line where he went from the outside in to beat the defenseman to get the breakaway. I mean, that was nice. Like that, That's something you see the elite players in the National Hockey League do. And then he created space between him and the guy tra- trailing. Fogel's a lot faster than I think many people expected, including the Carolina defenseman that he turned inside out. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, it, it, that line was very good tonight. And it gives... Uh, it gives the Oilers, uh, again, a, another line that they can feel comfortable at all times with on the ice against anybody because they do have a defensive defensive conscience on that line, and that's Yanmark, who was very good. And that breakaway, and, and I'm glad Chris Knobloch talked about it, that breakaway does not happen if Yanmark doesn't block a shot coming from the point. So good on him to get. And you, you always like the assist that comes in off your shin pad. So uh, it was good at him. So when the Fogel scores, the first person you go and say thank you to is the guy that blocked the shot that gave you the breakaway. All right, back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Warren Fogel. To start a game off, it's kind of a, you know, some trust in you guys to do that and you end up scoring. Huh? What does that mean to you to do that? Yeah, it's huge. Um... It's kind of what you said, trust. You know, um, when you get that trust, you you don't want to let it go, right? So for us, uh, our line, we knew to have a good start. And, um, you know, I find when we do start, we usually, you know, are always in the ozone or something like that. So it was kind of nice to, you know, keep that going. You played like a team tonight that wanted to leave zero doubt that what happened before was real and you were going to be able to pick up where you left off. Is that fair? Yeah, I thought it was a real mature effort tonight. You know, we pot two goals quick and then we stayed with it. You know, we weren't cheating for offense after that lead and, um, you know, just solid checking by the whole team. And, you know, to, to win this league, you got to, you know, hold leads and it was nice that we did that. Seemed like the complete opposite game than the one in Raleigh a couple weeks ago. What, uh, what has changed for this game? Uh, I think we're just playing simple. Um, you know, we're getting pucks behind their D, taking it to the net. Um, you know, we're communicating out there. Um, you know, it's nice to, you know, keep this streak going, and, you know, hopefully we can continue that. What, do you, what did you like about the PSN mark on your line tonight? Yeah, super smart player. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit here. Um, you know, his details are... They're, they're sharp, you know, so you definitely notice that, you know, all the guys notice that, but when you play with them, you notice those details, and, you know, there's a massive block there, you know, it's 4 nothing game, and those are details that I'm talking about, you know, that helps us win games, and um, huge play by him. Good relief for you to, to bury one on a breakaway. Yeah, uh, I had a couple this year, so it was nice to get one, and, uh, you know, hopefully more to come. What do you think was tonight solid just super composed um you know when we had that lead they kind of had they were pressing us a bit there and you know i thought he was real calm back there and you know when he's calm you know all of us notice that and you know we just keep staying to the same script all right that's warren fogel goal and an assist tonight as the Oilers beat carolina 6-1 so the japanese village goal light is on on 630ched.com head to our website and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at japanese village now open for lunch at edmonton south and west edmonton mall an afternoon celebration for the senses visit jvedmonton.ca we turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game which has been happening 
a lot more recently than it did in the uh, first 10 or 12 caves of uh, the season. All right, we're happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. You're also uh, going to hear post-game reaction from Zach Hyman and Matthias Janmark. Hyman with a hat trick tonight. Oilers take it 6-1. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Kane back there. Kick free Martin. Centering pass. Nice save made by Skinner off of Jarvis and he covers it up. Yeah, good performance by Skinner. That's his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glasser. Visit crystalglass.ca. Well, what about that save he made with 0.7 seconds left? That might have been his best save. <laughs> you, you that are. would have been a meaningless goal in a big win. But you are right. That might have been the best save of the game. It was like, it's one of those ones where everyone let their guard down again because the puck went out. There's yeah. only like three seconds to go, and I think it was Burns. It just turns, as he does, and throws the pucks on it. It took a weird bounce, and it was a toe save by Skinner. So, yeah, you're right. It's like, okay. I mean, that just would have been a downer yeah. for on a, a wonderful night for Stuart Skinner, but then it just added to the the masterpiece that the Oilers put together as their goaltender makes a save with less than a second to go to preserve the 6-1 victory. Oilers are 10-12-1. and one. Five wins in a row, 6-1 win over the Hurricanes. That's a $600 donation to 630 Chet Sands Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Santa's Day tomorrow on 630 Chet. That's always special. And uh, thanks to James H. Brown for contributing as well. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Jason on the line. Jason, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys, I uh, appreciate the show. I've got a few things here for you. Me and the wife were watching the show here or watching the game, and she says, uh, well, those were beautiful and hardworking goals. Um, is there such thing as beautiful in hockey? And uh, another thing is with um, Jan Mark, I mean, I looked at him when he was with Dallas and Vegas. Wouldn't you want five guys like him on your team? Well, first of all, Rob Brown's hockey cards are beautiful. <laughs> no, they're not. They seem to get me on the wrong day every single time. Uh, yeah, there is beauty in the game of hockey. Uh, the goal that Hyman scored at the end, the, the Connor McDavid, that was a beautiful rush where he turned Burns inside out and then finds Hyman back doors. 100% there's beauty in this game, and there's a lot of hard work that goes into the beauty. Yeah, beauty just doesn't come. You have to work hard. Um, as far as Janmark, yeah, those are the type of players you need on your team. If you want to win hockey games, you want to win championships, you, you aren't going to win it just by having beauty on your team. you got to have guys that are going to do the, the tough roles. And laying down to block a shot to create a scoring chance, that's a tough role. So Janmark, uh, he was very unfortunate when his career started here in Edmonton. Because of contracts, he started his career in Edmonton in the minors. But since he's come up, he's proven to be a very, very valuable part of the Oilers' bottom six. Yeah, good penalty killer as well. Down to the Oilers' dressing room. Here's Janmark. Three assist game of your career. Yeah, that's funny how it works. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the player I am. And uh, when you go through 
stretches where you don't score, you, that's where you tell yourself that you got to do the little things and then uh, the points you're leaving out at the end of the year. And I think that's kind of what you saw tonight. Your line right from the get-go really set the tone from opening shift and carried it through the game. Yeah, I mean, folks made a great play that first shift and part of the forechecking got it to Clotter. And uh, yeah, like you said, that kind of set the tone. And then our first line went out and did their thing and uh, we rolled in from there. Was the block shot the nicest of the assist, do you think? Uh, I mean, that's just a good play, yeah. Uh, it's the play you try to make every game, uh, no matter where, whether you're scoring or not. And uh, the fact that it ends up in a, as an apple, it's a, it's a plus. But uh, yeah, you just try to play the same way every night. And then some nights you you can probably play this game 100 times over and I wouldn't have three points on the night. But uh, you got to play the same way no matter what. What does five in a row mean to this group, considering where you've been so far this year? Yeah, I mean, it brought us back to within striking distance. Uh, I mean, if you look at the standings, I think if we didn't get five, we'd be we'd be far behind. So it got us back in the race, but uh, it doesn't mean much more more than that. We gotta go for six now, and, and yeah, like I said, we're back in the race, but we got a long way to go. How much better does this team feel about its game compared to the last time you guys played those games? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we talked after that game. We need to start playing the game the right way. Uh, uh, we got punished a lot back then, uh, and now we're kind of playing in a little bit more the right way, and and good things are happening for us, and we're limit, limiting the, the goals against. So for sure, we're in another, in a different spot. But we're, it's not going to be easy going forward. We got to stick to the details, like I said, and play the same way. We're not going to win every game six-one, but we're going to be in every game. Oilers have won five straight, also have won five straight home games, which is nice to see because it took them a while to win. Mm-hmm. Because for a while, their only home win was at Commonwealth Stadium. So, yeah, good game for Yanmark. And, the, and, and again, he talked about playing the same way. I mean, he approaches that that way. And, and we've seen the Oilers over these five. I mean, yeah, a couple blowouts. Mm-hmm. You know, the couple clo- Winnipeg game was close. Vegas game was close. But they're... They're just steady. Like they're just, they just feel a lot more steadier than they were earlier in the season. Well, yeah, like what Jan Mark said, he says it's not always going to be six-one games, but if we play the right way, we're always going to be in the game. And, and and sometimes you don't win the games, but you're in the game. You give yourselves a chance. I mean, a great example is the Vegas Golden Knights. They don't blow everyone out, and sometimes they lose games, but they're always in a game, and they put themselves into a lot of one-point games where they get the overtime loss, but it's a point in the standings because they're always around it. And I think that's what the Oilers are getting to right now, that the game in Winnipeg, they, they just hung around long enough. And it, if Nurse's goal doesn't go in, maybe they lose that game one nothing. But they played well enough to win. And at the end of the season, if you're playing the proper way, it'll even out for you. And right now, the Edmonton Oilers are playing the ro- proper way. Vegas did win tonight, 6-3 over the St. Louis Blues. As we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals, visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Lightning knock off the Penguins, 3-1. And it's the Dallas Stars falling 5-4 in Florida against the Panthers. And right here on 630 Ched, 6-1 Edmonton over Carolina. All right, back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Mike. Hi, Mike. Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. I watched the game today. It was a great game. Um, I just have a couple comments that I want to make. Uh, number one, I know everybody was saying Connor McDavid was playing injured at the beginning of the year, but where was this team at the beginning of the year, number one? Number two, do we think Woodcroft, Woodcroft was the actual problem? And the third thing that I want to do is, like I said, I watched the game today. Stuart Skinner played 
a phenomenal game. And the thing is that I think he did deserve that shut up tonight. So do we think that the defense let loose on that one goal that she let in? Well, the the, the Oilers made a, a poor decision on that, but I mean, when you win 6-1, I have a hard time finding fault in a mistake. There's always going to be mistakes in every hockey game. Or, I mean, was it Sakara who said it years ago? If there weren't mistakes, every game would end up 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, what you want to do is make fewer mistakes than the opposition, and the Oilers certainly did that tonight. So Skinner was good, uh, but I'm not putting any heat on the Oilers' defense. There was a mistake made that created the 2-on-1, but I thought the Oilers' defense was excellent in this hockey game. As for Woodcroft, no, he wasn't to blame. Uh, the Oilers... The Oilers played poor. The Oilers were a good hockey club that was playing terrible to start the season, and unfortunately, it's easier to get rid of one coach than it is, or two coaches, or to get rid of a bunch of players, and he paid a price to a slow start. So uh, it happens in the National Hockey League. Coaching longevity is not something that you see a whole lot of. They're, they're hired to be fired, and unfortunately, Jay Woodcroft was fired because of the Oilers' slow start. Yeah, two new coaches head-to-head. Friday night. Uh, That's true, too. Against, uh, and both teams oh, playing very well. The Minnesota yeah. Wild have certainly One turned it around. straight, they play tomorrow. It's going to yep. be two five-game winning streaks going head-to-head. All right. Uh, Chris wins tonight, by the way. A $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Excitement bet on it. I set the line. 68.5 total shots on goal in this game. Canes led the league in shots per game. Oilers fourth. Got to 73. Chris took the over. Which is surprising in a fact of a game that has six goals. Because normally when there's, well, six goals for one team, normally when you score that many goals, there's not a, a, there's not a lot of rebounds or second or third shots. Uh, but the Oilers continued to pepper the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes found a way to get 39 on Stuart Skinner. All right, we have TW on the line as well. TW, go ahead. Hey, coming live from Phoenix, Arizona. Let me tell you, I am jacked. It was so good to listen to Cam, uh, Cam Moon, you know, as opposed to listen to NHL future Hall of Famer, uh, or excuse me, NHL future Hall of Famer uh, Jack Michaels, who brings us strong, just like he did when we crossed paths when he was in the West Coast Hockey League, and I was doing games in the Western Pro, and my boss was Brad Treelevy. But anyway, oh nice, he'll he'll yeah. like that. Uh, he'll like that callback. Thanks for that. Yeah, for sure. What else you got? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 fine. I I, I don't want to make it about me, but it's easy to. You know, when I was uh, coming back and forth there to Edmonton, it was great to see uh, the Kulak kid. I knew he was going to develop. I was so happy when the Oilers were able to get him after watching him and Stoney playing. But tonight's game, what really, what really brought it together is, you know, we didn't have to hear on score. Leon Settle. You know, it was just great to see a well-rounded game like that where neither McDavid or uh, our dry settle was, uh, you know, one of the three stars. And I think when you spread the puck around like that, it gets everybody uh, more involved. Uh, winning is is contagious, especially when it when it's six to one. And I see a big bounce back uh, for this game. And uh, before I get out of here, I, I just want to tell you that uh, that my big thing in, in when I was in in Edmonton was stopping by and having a hot dog with Halsey. You guys have a great day. All right. Well. He names Halsey. a lot of different yeah, Edmonton was, media good. personalities yeah. in one call. Yeah. Well, Halsey was 
he's always fun to hang out with. I don't see him much anymore. No, we don't. We used to yeah. see him up in the press box all the time. Yeah, yeah. he's not. Well, I mean, he doesn't do much at Chet anymore, but an absolute legend. Absolutely. 6-1, the Oilers win it tonight. Uh, only three power plays in the game. Oilers 0-for-1. Carolina 0-for-2. The power play update for Conlon Motorsports. to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. And, yeah, as you referenced earlier, Rob, a a five-on-five win for Edmonton. Oh, 100%. And a five-on-five win where the second line was held scoreless. Uh, Six goals. That's a good night in a confidence builder. Uh, McLeod, who hadn't had a goal in, what was it, 30-some, 40 games, whatever it was, including last year, gets an empty netter and it means nothing. That means nothing, but to that one player who scores his first goal, now he doesn't have zeros beside his name. It means everything. And what I got, the one text, I think it was my brother sent me, he'd scored two goals in 48 seconds worth of ice time. Well, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> There's 20 seconds left in the last game. So, it, uh, so that, that just broke a goose egg and, and a little bit of confidence. And tonight, McCl- or Fogel hasn't scored in a long time. He scores on a breakaway. And he'd been snake-bitten on breakaways. Um, those things just will help this other team going forward because it's a confident group. When Chris Knobloch came here, the one thing he talked about was this team lacks confidence. Yeah. And it was noticeable. And it was noticeable that you and I doing the, the radio efforts, listening to all the post-game, the, the McDavid interviews, the dry settle interviews, like the superstars that must exude confidence because they're so good. They all lacked it. Well, we're not seeing that anymore. This is a very, very confident bunch and it is showing in the way they're playing. 6-1 Oilers win tonight. We have Keenan on the Certainty Hotline. Keenan, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, do you guys hear that? I hear you. Exactly. That's all I hear. We don't, we, don't hear the, we don't hear the haters now anymore, guys. <laughs> you know, okay. the team, I'm, I'm happy watching these Oilers now and having all these late nights while I'm dealing with college homework here and having the games on the background. But, you know, they're playing such an all-around game team like all of our defensemen tonight all each had over 17 minutes great to see everyone out there contributing even like from mcdavid down to gagne and i love watching this team man i'm so happy to say we're back and i hope we can continue this ride and oh uh, yeah what, what do you guys think has made i mean i can't remember if you guys touched on it what do you guys think has made the big difference in this comeback here for the Oilers? I think they're just simplifying their game. They're playing better defensively. Um, they were chasing too many games because they were just giving up too many grade-A scoring chances against. I know that there was a lot of uh, talk about their goaltending, but their goaltending was hung out to drive, dry night after night, two-on-ones, breakaways, three-on-ones. They're not do it, giving those up anymore, so they've started to play a better defensive game. And their, their offensive players are now finding the back of the nets. Uh, this Oiler team has always been a good team. They just played terrible to start the season. Now they're playing the way they're supposed to be playing. And it is fun. They're not going to win all the games. And there probably is going to be a couple more dips before the season uh, finishes. But this is a team right now that understands what it needs to do win, to win hockey games. And they're putting themselves in a p- position every night with the way they're playing that they can come out with two points at the end of the night. They weren't doing that early in the season. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it was just a disaster of some of the neutral zone turnovers. Oh. And I know a lot of, was made of them changing a defensive system, zone man-to-man, all that stuff. But they they were in more trouble, in my mind, off turnovers in the mm-hmm. neutral zone and, and up high in the 
attacking zone. 100%. And, and look at some of the, I mean, they got a goal tonight. Uh, which one was it? I think it was Hyman's second goal. Carolina didn't get it through the neutral zone. They're all attacking. Yep. Oilers steal it at the red line. Well, Four seconds later, it's in the net. I mean, against, I know Anaheim's not a great team, but probably got three or four goals against Anaheim. Hyman's, that, Hyman's hat so, trick goal. Yeah. The, the Carolina player had the puck at his own blue line. He gets it six more inches. It's outside the blue line. McDavid can't steal it and come back in. He doesn't get it out, comes back, and three seconds later in the back of the net. You can't have those kind of turnovers, and the Oilers are limiting those. They're always going to happen, but the Oilers have limited them, and the teams that they're playing against have made more, and the Oilers have capitalized. All right, we have Sir Robert as well. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll start with this is that we know that, uh, you know, like, uh, obviously most teams and even good teams, even great teams, at times during a season, they do have slumps, which, I mean, obviously the Oilers had theirs at, at the at the start of the season, which is never ideal. But, I mean, uh, I think at the same time, they're just, uh, you know, as you guys have said, they're just, they're playing that, they're playing that more simple style of game. They're not, they're not forcing things. They're not. They're not cheating for offense. They're, you know, they're just, uh, I mean, like, uh, I feel like, I guess the term I would use is that lately it seems like they're, they're letting the game come to them more, I guess is, uh, I guess is uh, uh, my opinion. But and as, far, as far as the goaltending goes, I mean, Skinner, obviously, obviously because, I mean, the whole team wasn't doing good. He wasn't doing good. But, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's really bounced back. Uh, I thought he was really solid tonight. Oh, just uh, you know, he's uh, including said he's making the saves when he has to make them. Uh, you know, um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if we will see uh, Campbell up here again, and if we do, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I guess I would say uh, that my question is, how long of a leash does Campbell get when and if he gets another shot? I think. Sorry, Rob. Well, actually, I don't think we. I don't even know if you can talk about that, considering he's not here. It's hard to talk about a guy getting a leash that's not even in on the team right now. Um, I think he will be here at some point. I do. I, I agree. I they, th- they didn't send him down to cast him off and never see him again. They they need him to be some sort of a contributor. Well, I, and I I think that my belief is it'd be better for him to start on the road. So I. If they don't need him on this homestand, I wouldn't use him on this homestand. If he's going to get a start in the National Hockey League, I'd prefer that it's on the road. It's a lot less pressure. Yeah, I mean, Skinner could play five games on this homestand. He could play, he could play all he six could, games. He could play all six. I, yeah. I mean, Pickard might get a game. We'll see. And then, again, there's not the back-to-back before Christmas. But, I mean, I get it with Campbell. He, is, he has not been good. We've, he's had some good games in the minors. Even the game he won on, when was it, Saturday there was especially one goal where it was like, oh, my goodness. But does, like I was saying to you and Bob, if, he was, if it wasn't hockey and he was an employee of a company, they, they'd want him to work. They'd want him to do the job he was, he was paid to do. So I think he still gets, maybe it's the last shot, but probably gets one more shot to do that in the NHL. Well, it's the easiest answer that they have of who's going to be your backup. Uh, I don't believe Calvin Pickard is a guy that they have plans on being their backup on a playoff run. Uh, and anything else is going to cost you something. So I think in a perfect world, Jack Campbell comes up and plays close to what he's capable of doing or what they expected him to do. And if he can, then there's your, your duo. But if he comes up and struggles, well, 
then you're going to have to go to plan C or D or E or whatever yeah. they're on right now. But I can tell you right now, Ken Holland is looking around the National Hockey League to see what's available just in case. Oilers win 6-1. Zach Hyman with a hat trick. You will hear from him next on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Hopkins was in on the four check, but it does come free. And the puck to the blue line kept in by McDavid. He'll go through the middle. What a move to Hyman. Scores! Hat trick goal for Zach Hyman. It's 6-1 Edmonton. Well, just a surreal setup by Connor McDavid. Hyman gets his third career hat trick. Oilers beat the Hurricanes 6 1. Here's Hyman. Um, I just wanted to leave nothing to chance tonight. Not great from the beginning, just really a focus on picking up where you left off. Yeah, I thought McLeod's line started the game off and, and statement, right? And I thought they were amazing uh, the whole game. So that really gets you know the, the team started. Goal in the first shift, and then obviously we followed up another one. Um, and then you're up to nothing before you blink, so that makes the game a lot easier. Uh, especially coming off a long break, you wanted to get started quick, and and I thought we did. There was no rust. Like I know we talked a little yeah. bit about that. Is it? Just it was just the you guys were so jacked to get back playing. It'd been such a long time, I guess. I yeah, I think so. And I think, like I said, the the start helps a lot, right? Like guys who are ready to go out there and and play, even with you know a little bit of a layoff. So just a huge start, and and then obviously we were able to settle in. And I thought Stu made some some big saves, and yeah, that was a, a great team win. When you're getting contributions from Fogel, from McLeod, from Yanmark, um, is it kind of like just a build? up thing like when everyone's kind of going or is like is everyone going and it kind of just resonates with the lineup yeah i think there's obviously individual confidence i think there's team confidence and i think that you can kind of build off of both and the yeah. team's doing well you know it gives you time to find your game and i thought those guys were fantastic the whole line was was unbelievable tonight and like i said set the tone from the start of the game and and they chipped in um throughout the whole game you guys you got five in a row here yeah, out of 11, I think. Like, the situation in the standings is a lot better than it was before. Mm. What does this stretch sort of mean in your group right now? I think it's just, it's calming, right? I think uh, we're, we're just focused on, we're not at score, we're watching it, looking at the standings right now. Like, it's so early. We're, we've kind of been in a position, since I've been here at least, where we've always been kind of battling first half of the year, and, and obviously this year more so than, than years past, but uh, I think it's just calming to get back on track, to get back to the team that we know we can be, and I think there's still room for us to grow and build, and it's just great to, to find our team confidence again and, and play like this, and you know we're going to continue to do it. Zach, aside from confidence, can you pinpoint one or two things that you feel as a group have changed since that last last time you guys played Carolina a couple weeks ago? Sure, I think just a commitment to limiting turnovers and errors. We talked about mental mistakes, and those are always going to be in the game. Like You're trying to make plays out there. Um, errors happen, but I think limiting them and, and you know if there's a 50-50 maybe you don't take it right I think understanding when to take risk I think we've limited risk in, in our game I think our line rushes against have been way better that was something that plagued us and that has to do with turnovers a little bit but also a commitment to tracking back with, a, with our forwards and a commitment to holding lines with our D so uh, and then I think Stu like, I think Stu has really stepped up like, and really taken a hold of uh, of the net and just played phenomenal and that's really what it is so 
it's great for our team to, to have them playing like that. Do you think that what you guys have been through here, and I know it's still early, you're a long way to go, but like, you guys were a good team for a long time, and then suddenly you just been for a while. Like it's been a bit sobering for you guys you don't take for granted that it's just going to be there in a different way now for sure and i think it it's amplified when it happens at the beginning of the year right and we put so much time and commitment into into doing things right and obviously it just didn't work in the beginning of the year and i think i said it throughout the whole stretch is we're, we're very confident in our in our team and, and our ability to to play up to our standard and i think we're getting back on track and yeah, and it's great, and it's great for the team. You've had a couple of really good offensive years personally. Is this the best you've ever felt offensively in this league? Uh, yeah, I think just for me, I, I try to get better every year. It's just, I know it's pretty simple, but just try to work on things that I need to work on. And um, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I play with pretty good players too. So, I mean, Connor set me up pretty nicely for the third <laughs> one. And, and then Nuge, you know, gave me a nice play for the second one. So, um, you got to have great, you know, line mates to, to be able to produce and fortunate to play with two of the best. So, how about the first one, though? <laughs> yeah. Um, just take it to that, right? I think that's kind of part of my game and kind of building off of that and trying to, you know, not just take it in that, but try to score and make plays. And I think I've been growing that part of my game since I got in the league. Hyman has a hat trick. McDavid has three assists. Yanmark has three assists. Bouchard has two assists. He has a nine-game point streak. Skinner makes 38 saves, and the Oilers have won five straight, 6-1 over the Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place. That's the start of a six-game homestand for your Edmonton Oilers, and the next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Friday against the Minnesota Wild. Face-off show at 5.30, game at 7 here on 6.30. Chet, thanks to Brendan Escott for wrangling the post-game audio. Troy Bowler's our game day engineer. Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer back at 6.30. Chet, we've been live in Studio 90 On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.